Welcome to Pitchside Perspective Podcast with your hosts Stuart Sharples and Jack Kolazar. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Pitchside Perspective Podcast. Following the stunning bicycle kick last weekend from Garnacho, we thought it was only too right to dive headfirst into the archives and take a trip down memory lane as we look to answer the question of what is the greatest goal in Premier League history. Joining us this week is legend of the pod, Brody, as we find out our top 10. From Burkham's exquisite finish against Newcastle to Paolo Di Canio's scissor kick for West Ham, this is surely going to be a long and hard debate which might spark some controversy. Talking about Weldies, Jack, how are you, mate? Uh, I'm good, yeah. Excited for this one because it's definitely a tough, tricky one that we're all going to disagree on, so it'll be interesting, I think. Mate, this has been so hard trying to do this one, and uh, yeah, no, this is this is definitely going to be uh, controversial at the least. I think we we may have even missed a few, but yeah, this is definitely going to be a long one for sure, and uh, hopefully we can do it justice. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely recommending everyone get your laptop open, get YouTube ready, ready to type in some of these goals so you can uh, remind yourself some of the spectacular goals that have been scored. I was going to say, hopefully the the copyright issues will won't affect it, but we'll get the goals online. Because um, I've enjoyed thoroughly looking through all of these goals, and there's some absolute belters out there. Um, but no, I'm glad we're uh, we're joined by big friend of the pod in Brody. Brody, welcome, welcome back. Thank you, gentlemen. Pleasure to be back. Um, excited for this topic. I think uh, I honestly think we could have all picked ten different goals, and uh, still come up with ten more after that. There's been so many good ones over the years, so. It's going to be a lot of debate tonight, I suggest. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Um, Jack, beer of choice this week? I've got a couple. Uh, so I've gone with an old classic, Victory, Berry Monkey, an old favourite there. Their uh, fruit with sour triple. And then a new one, Founders Green Zebra. Interesting looking can to, on the Berry Monkey to start with and then try out the Green Zebra. Going from a monkey to a zebra, I like it. I... Uh... I was cleaning out the famous closet the other day and I came across a 24-pack of my own brew from the summer. So I've gone for a stew brew summer ale. Um, and to be fair, it's a little bit sweeter this time. I'm enjoying it. So we'll dig yes. into it. Brody, what about you, mate? What's uh, What beers have you gone for? Uh, I've broken with tradition and only gone one beer this week. So I'm obviously gambling heavily. Um, and it is from Anderson Valley in California. It's a bourbon barrel stout, um, and it's not unlike yourself, Stu, big and strong. So uh, I'll be chewing my way through that for the next hour, along with some of these goals. Sounds like a heavy, heavy drink. Yes, it is. Uh, it's chewy. Sounds like you're going to get some hairs on your chest after that one, for sure. Um, but, Brody, I might actually uh, be leaning on you sooner rather than later, because Jack's going to ask me a question, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be a tough one this week. Yes. So, Jack, whatever yeah. I do. I have a question for you. I don't know if it's hard or easy. I can't decide. But there have been uh, five players who have scored five Premier League goals in a match. So, on five occasions, there's been five goals scored by the same player in a Premier League match. Who are the five players to have scored five goals in one single Premier League match? Wow. Wow. That is uh, that's a tough achievement. Five that's goals it. in one game. That doesn't happen a lot. Well, five times. But Exactly. Damn. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, rack the brains on that broadly. I might have to lean on you a little bit, like I said, for that one. That's, uh, that's going to get me my thoughts going. Uh, yeah. So that's our I'll question. I'll be happy if I get three of them. I'll, I'll give you this clue. They're all you know well-known players. There's no kind of who's that guy in there. They're all big names. Maybe a few names in the in the top ten tonight will jog my memory potentially. We'll see. Possibly, possibly. Um, but yeah, looking forward to this. Obviously, goals is very much the topic for this week. Also, I had a question for Brody just after uh, some of our recent guests, former Steel UK elite coaches coming from the uh, obviously a coaching group and coaching tree that you're heavily involved with as one of the leaders. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on. Um, how on, on your thoughts and feelings when you are reminded or when you think about all these coaches that have come through a system that you're 
heavily involved in and, and lead the path where in somewhat um, what you thought um, of the recent pods with some of the guests we've had on. Yeah, I've I've been I've actually been very very impressed by uh, some former UK elite employees who have uh, come back onto the pod, um, notably Connor and Anthony, both, um, and I've reached out to both of them following the pod. But uh, in answer to your question, it's uh, probably my greatest source of pride the the sort of length and breadth of uh, the world that UK elite is stretched into. Um, and I still hear from UK elitas um, and steel sports employees from the last 30 years. I hear from them every month and uh, they're always reaching out and uh, it never fails to amaze me the, the corners of the world they're getting into and the, the heights they have reached in the, in the soccer and football world. So it's a, uh, it's tremendous, and it's uh, I think uh, I think one of the best things we've ever done. Yeah, if you talk about coaching trees, they they've not become much bigger than than your coaching tree. Yeah, it's one yeah. of those. I reckon we should get like a, a map and put a pin in every place. We've probably got a coach who is an alumni, probably in most parts of the world. I would say, right? I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, and you know, pretty high up the ladder in quite a few of those countries as well. No, hundred percent, and uh, hopefully, in the remaining future, we'll uh, we'll get a few more ex alumni on there from UK Elite days. I don't doubt it. Yeah, but I think uh, I think we crack on. Uh, this is going to be a, a very tough one. Um, I think Jack, we go similar to what we had last week. Uh, we go in for the the six to ten category, and then we save our top five. I think this week it might be tough to agree on a one to ten because there's so many options. So maybe. We leave it to a one to five. Try and agree on a one to five by the end of the pod. Um, but Jack, um, I'll uh, let you go first for your ten through six. Uh, I'm, I'm going to invite Brody's guest to go first purely because I have changed my opinion about forty-seven times on my top ten, uh, and I'm interested to see what you guys have got first. Hang on, though. There's no when he says these. There's no like trying to take what he's got as well. So all right, you know what? I'll, you know what? In that case, I'll go first. Here we go. Number 10, I've gone... So here's the things when I'm... Because there have been so many goals, so many great goals in the Premier League, I'm looking for things that set them apart. So obviously you've got just the the the, the amount of skill and technique and ability it takes to score the goal, but then you've also got how iconic the goal is, the commentary on the goal I think is a big thing, how meaningful the goal is. Um, so number 10, I've got a goal that I know you're going to kill me for because in terms of technique and ability, it's nothing special. But in terms of an iconic goal, in terms of commentary, um, I've gone number 10 is the Aguero goal for Man City that won them the Premier League. It's the turning point between Man United's dominance going over to their next door neighbours at Man City. And I've gone that goal that had to be in the list just purely on, on, on iconic, how iconic the goal was and how meaningful, one of the most meaningful goals in Premier League history without a doubt. Number nine, I've gone Eric Cantona versus Sunderland, 1996, which is the little chip into the top corner. Wonderful goal after a little give and go, a little one-two. But then the celebration that everyone knows, chest out, standing, waiting for applause from the from every person in the stadium that only, I think, Eric Cantona could do. Uh, number eight, I've gone Tony Yeboah for Leeds. Uh, bringing it down, chest, knee, little cut inside and an absolute rocket. That was the one... There. That was the one against uh, Wimbledon, not the one against Liverpool, right? Correct, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Wimbledon have actually, on my list, have, been, have had three oh, of my top ten. <laughs> they've, uh, they've gone through some tough times with somebody watching some of these goals flying. Um, number seven, so there's been some unbelievable volleys. You know, think about like people like Paul Scholes and people like Peter Crouch banging the volleys in. I've gone for the volley that I thought was the hardest technique to score, which is Van Persie's volley against Aston Villa, which is when Ruin is big diagonal up to him, comes over his shoulder, hits it first time on the volley, which I think if I tried, I'd just completely miss the ball. So in terms of technique, that's for me the hardest one of the ball, which is why it's made my top 10. And then number six, I've gone for Cissé against Chelsea, which is the outrageous goal when it rolls to him on the left wing, outside of the right foot. No one even expects him to shoot, never mind score, and he 
kind of uh, outside of the foot, whips it across into the top corner. Um, unbelievable goal. Still That's not going to deliberate that one. What else was he trying to do? He could only be trying to shoot at that situation. Yeah, interesting shout there. And uh, what I would say is that number 10 is not getting in. That's the only part of that that I'm like, wow. Like, now nah, we're not having Aguero in as one of the greatest goals. M- moment, sure, if we did top 10 moments for Premier League, hit, but it's not a greatest goal, is it? Well, the list is top 10 goals. You haven't said the top 10 best techniques goals, the best 10 skillful goals. You've got the top 10 goals, which to me means how meaningful was the goal, how iconic was the goal. You know, I know there's better goals out there, but I mean, that was, I think that is the most significant goal in Premier League history. So you've gone Aguero 10, Cantona 9, Yeboa 8, Van Persie against Villa 7, and who was your sixth? Uh, Cissé against Chelsea for Newcastle. I think that one was pure luck, to be fair. I think he's just absolutely swazzed at it and he's beaten Czech, but I don't know. Yeah, swazzed it in the top corner. Yeah. I don't know. I think you have, because of your limited abilities, Stu, your your mind is not open to the fact that a player can do that. I think that's what the problem is. Well, There's I'm a degree move... of truth there. <laughs> I'm going to move on from that comment. Uh, Brody, 10 through 6. I, want, through a bit, six. I want some wise some wise uh, suggestions here, please. Some wise wisdom, huh? Um, so, I actually have put a, a much greater emphasis on technique and let's call it style of the goal than the importance and the, let's call it the setting. You know, I, I had a list of probably 25 narrowed it to 16 and I've got it, I think, to 10. But things like Vincent Company's strike against Leicester has missed out, which going to Jack's point would have got in on the importance of it. But I just think there's so many good goals we can... I'm really looking just at the quality of the goal here. So if there's a difference, that's that's where it is. But I do have a couple the same. Um, I actually start at number 10 with Matt Letissier, who probably could have had five in this list. Uh, I've given him one, uh, and it's the goal against Blackburn in the 94-5 season where he cuts to the left, cuts back to the right, touches it to space, and then kind of drifts it over the keeper uh, into top bins. Uh, uh, just summed him up, I thought. Number nine for me is Wayne Rooney, and, and I was torn on which Wayne Rooney goal to go in here. Um, and I did change my mind last minute. I was going to put in the Thunderbolt against Newcastle, but I actually removed it and replaced it with the overhead kick against Man City, um, which wasn't going to make my 10 because I thought he kind of shinned it a little bit. But uh, I, I've, I've been I've been swayed by the occasion there, the, the, the Collazar factor. Yeah. So Wayne Rooney's bike gets in at nine. By the way, both of those players already could have had three or four goals. Correct. Um, At number eight, I am agreeing with Jack Collazar on the skill of volleying a ball, but disagreeing with who I've put in. Um, I liked that one you chose, but for me, I'm going to say the best in the lower half of the ten is Pajtim Kasami Mm -hmm. for Fulham against Crystal Palace who uh, probably came as close as anyone to uh, recreating that Van Basten moment in the Premier League um, with a supreme first touch on his chest, followed by just volleying that ball across his body and top bins, um, which I just thought was, I'll never forget that one. At seven, I've gone for Eric, uh, the king. Um, Same goal that you picked, Jack, the... uh, what I described this one was a skill, give and go, chip, celebration. Um, and uh, it had it all, that goal. It kind of summed up J- uh, Eric in, in a nutshell. And then number six, I've tried to vary the style of goal. And number six, I have picked Jack Wilshire's goal um, for art. It's probably harsh to call this Jack Wilshire's goal because uh, there were six men involved. Um, the goal for Arsenal in the 2013 season against Norwich, which was just 
you know, just a sublime example of one-touch football. And although the finish wasn't spectacular, the goal itself was was an, a thing of beauty. Interesting. I've got a few uh, a few points to make on a few of these choices. To be fair, um, definitely, I think a I wouldn't say a better selection than Jack's, but a more selection I would agree with. But let's start at your number ten, Matt Letizia. And I'm going to go, and this is all subjective. Well, Stu, before you start critiquing mine and Jack's list, should you maybe not suggest one of your own and then we can all chip in? I mean... All right, all right, all right. You were about to say that's not Matt Letizia's best goal because I would agree with that. I was about to say that. I was about to say the the one against... um, Was it Newcastle where he chips it over the two players' heads and then plays it in? I wouldn't say the one where he flies it into the top corner from like 30 yards. I mean, again, you could probably have a top 10 of just Matt Letizia, top 10 of Rooney, top 10 of all of that. But yeah, uh, to, to Brody's point, I'll uh, I'll go with my 10 to 6. Um, a few of them are... I think there's only one that hasn't been mentioned. So okay. it's going to be interesting. So in 10th spot, Robin Van Persie against Villa. I think that the the pass over sublime and then just letting it drop onto your foot. I remember when that happened. I remember a few and me and a few of the lads would go down to to Glenside and try doing that. You, you can't, you can't do it. Um, so tell me you've got video of that, Stu. I wish I did. I mean, I, I think we might that. cause a crash on seventy eight. Um, but yeah, so Robin Van Persie against Villa, number ten. I've gone for the Yuboa strike against Newcastle. I know he's got the one against Liverpool. I just like the one Newcastle where he just absolutely bombs it. Um, but then number eight, Andros Townsend against City. I mean, I, originally he wasn't in my my top ten, and then I just watched it a few more times, and just wow, just that absolute. I, I I will add that is that was number eleven on my list. That yeah, that's a great goal, but I feel like it's on your top ten because it's against City. No, 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 no. It's not. Honestly, I swear, he absolutely spanks that ball. It's a good one. Um, and then number seven, the the Cantona chip that you both mentioned. Um, but uh, to to both of your points, the technique of it of the chip and the arrogance of it. But then also to your point, Jack, of the occasion, like coming back from obviously the ban and whatnot, it was just phenomenal. And that celebration, right, where he's in the middle of Old Trafford and he just looks up to the crowd. Just came that, up. That's the difference between... Matt Letizia's chip into the top corner is very similar, really, when you think about it. But Matt Letizia didn't stand there with his chest out and have 70,000 people just... Yeah, I, think, I think they were losing, so he ran back to the halfway line. <laughs> that's um, why Matt's at 10... And Eric's at eight for me. Seven, sorry. But then number six is one that was on Brody's list. And uh, that was the fella that replicated Van Basten's goal, Kasami. Um, what was his name, sorry? Kasami, Kasimi. What's his first name? What's his first name? Not a clue and not even going to try it. Um, but the lad who plays for Fulham who scored against Palace. Yeah, that was special. Um, so that is my 10 to 6. Let's have it. Well, I'm waiting for your criticism. You seem All to right, well, it. let's go back then. So, no, we'll go to your first point, Matt Letizia. Don't think that's his best goal. I think that's highly poor defending from uh, from the Blackburn lot. The one defender gets done twice, whereas I think this, the, the chip over and then to, to settle the ball down in the box under that pressure, because, like, if if I take away the 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 skill before the shot, if you just took Matt Letizia's shot... I think there's better long-range strikes than Matt Letizio. I can see that. And one of the criteria for me selecting a goal was there couldn't be mistakes from the opposition. So I'll use David Beckham's halfway line shot as as an example. For me, that doesn't get near the top 10 because it, it was just a calamity from the Wimbledon mob you know, in, in a in probably three positions on the field making mistakes, including the goalie. Um so that for me I think that's a goalkeeper mistake. You don't? No. I think the goal I think that's just that's been a goalkeeper. How many goals do you save from being high, edgy about sweeping up behind? You can't do everything. Hmm. And the, yeah, Wimbledon gave the ball away, but every team gives the ball away at some point in the game. Yeah. 
anyway, so so for me, I, I look for moments of quality rather than mistakes leading to a moment of quality. Um, but that was, you know, that was why Matt Letizios was probably at 10 and not uh, not a little higher. So then moving on to my second point that I disagree with, um, the Rooney one. That's interesting that you went for the overhead kick against the the volley against Newcastle. Um, just because, yeah, I know the occasion, but he does shin it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. What made you change from the volley against Newcastle to the overhead kick? What made me change was to your earlier point where there is a lot of long-range strikes, all of which are good, you know, some of which are exceptional, some of which are unbelievable. <clears throat> and for me, the unbelievable ones, which I've got a couple in my top five, are the difference makers. But Rooney's against Newcastle was one of those ones which is phenomenal, but you could have put a Shearer one in, you could have put, you know, another Letizia one, and you could have put a couple of your bowers in. They're all out of the same locker, whereas the overhead kick, the bicycle kick, is it's not a unique moment because we saw from Garnaccio this weekend, but was a a, a tremendous for me it's just it, it's audacious to even try it. Never mind pull it off, never mind pull it off against your local rivals. And for me, that's what edged out his other goal um, was just because it was a little bit more unique. Yeah, to that point, I think you could put his goal forever against Arsenal as if you'd taken into consideration the situation, the mm-hmm. 16-17. Remember the name Wayne Rooney coming on, bending one past David Seaman in the top corner off the bar. There's mm-hmm. one of those goals where it's a great strike from distance. I think the thing is to make the top 10, it has to be something different it has to be something like there's uh, there's 10 or 20 unbelievable volleys flying in from 25 30 yards out which doesn't mean they're not great goals but it means someone else has replicated them that's why i like the cc goal because name something similar name another player that's done that you know, i remember i played in a sunday league well, game and i did that i was down the local park and i did it no i think you're right in terms of you're what sets them apart? What's the, what makes it different to you know another five goals that have flown in in a similar situation? I like your philosophy there. I like that you've gone with a case of technique and the occasion kind of infusion together. Um, I think that's why we all agree on the Van Persie goal because it's unbelievable volley, but coming over the shoulder like that is so much harder than, say, a Paul Skulls volley against Aston Villa when it's dropping down in front of you. Yeah, I, I actually don't agree on that one, because um, Paul Scholes made my top five and Van Persie didn't. And I'm uh, I'm in the same boat as you, Brawley, for that one. But I, it's, again, I, I like your point, Jack, because I do like, you know, for me, that's why Jack Wilshire goes in the top ten. You know, mm. it's we've He's been looking at goals. Sorry, Wilshire's in my top five. Right, so it's a. Uh, you know, we've been looking at how many good goals to try and put this podcast together. That's the only one that's like that, isn't it? You know, you could probably you could probably ream off twenty howitzers right now. There's two. And, uh, well, okay. there's two more Wilshire-like goals. That so I looked at the Wilshire goal and it was originally in my top ten, but then I thought, yeah, it was good. But I was so there was one. I'm going to cast your minds back. Another Arsenal goal, and it was Aaron Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey gets it off a corner or something like that. And he plays it into Bellerine. Bellerine, one touch back to him. He then heads it to another player. Player then plays it into the left back. One touch crossed into the middle. And then Ramsey does almost like a Cruyff-style finish. So I thought, all right, similar to Wilshire. And then there was another one, I think, for Chelsea. Ball's gone into, I can't remember. There was two players and they both did like a Cruyff flick into each other to then into Willian, who then tucked it away. So I'm like, yeah, Wilshire's goal was good, but I think if it was to make a top 10, it would be near the 9 or 10 category. I think where you've put it in at number 6 and Jack's gone top 5, I think you're being very yeah, kind. But I think, yes, there's other examples of good team moves. But the, one, the reason this stands apart is because just the pace at which it was done 
you know, you know that Arsenal team played the ball around so nicely and knocked it around so quickly. But for that particular goal, they they went up a gear and it was so quick and it was so one touch and it was so precise that it was. I, I think it, it elevated it beyond the other examples you give. Yeah, I think uh, you're right in terms of the the pace of it. Um, I just think. I just think there's better goals that would be in front of it, only slightly. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I think it's definitely a, a fantastic goal. And again, it was in my top ten, but it slipped out. Um, I'm just struggling to see potentially for Jack where he's got it into his top five. Well, again, it's it's different. It's not just someone banging a rocket from thirty yards. It's mm-hmm. and think about how many things had to go right or could have gone wrong in the lead up to that goal with all those little touches. There's three or four little flicks that are like had to be inch perfect that were all inch perfect at speed and even the finish from Wilshire it looked easy but the way he had to like readjust his feet and just push it into the corner was I mean so I I mean I can go through my top five so you know where it is um I've got number five Thierry Henry against Man United combination of just skill technique and the occasion that I mean that was in this that was in the midst of the fire between Arsenal and Man United just flicking it up back to goal and spinning it and banging it. Probably helped that Man United had a five-foot-tall goalkeeper in Bartes in net. I hated that bloke <laughs> with a passion. And, and you're partial to the Reds. Um, if, but... And if we if we all don't have that Henri goal in our top fives, we all need shooting. Yeah, that was nice. That was so it's like an iconic moment in such like a... I think that period of just Premier League soccer was just... Maybe the pinnacle that it's been so far is brilliant. Um, and obviously that was Arsenal Man United at Highbury was the biggest of occasions in a big, big period of Premier League soccer. Uh, then fourth, I've gone Wilshire against Norwich, we've spoken about. Number three, I've gone Dalian Atkinson versus Wimbledon, um, one that I found on the old research. This is a goal that everyone needs to get on YouTube right away and type in because what a goal. You talk about like the, the chips from Cantona and Letitia, but... This guy dribbled halfway up the field, beating players, and then did that at the end of it. Then, to make it even more iconic, ran off, celebrated in the rain. Fan jumped on with an umbrella over his head to keep him dry. Like, unbelievable. Um, again, against Wimbledon. Starting to feel sorry for Wimbledon. Um, number two, I've gone Dennis Bergkamp against Newcastle. If you dare say it wasn't on purpose, I'm going to go back to my earlier point about your limited abilities, limiting your mind, <laughs> and what might be capable of a player. What a touch, just spinning it around the centre-back, getting on the other end, classic Bergkamp finish, opening up, pushing it in the corner. Um, and I know we could talk about Bergkamp's goal against Leicester when he had the actual against Leicester as well as being up there for sure. And then number one, I've gone Wayne Rooney against Man City. I think everything. Ooh. The readjusting, the guy's not a small light guy either, but the <laughs> power to jump up over a kick. I know it was Shin, and I'm almost of the opinion that he's kind of almost adjusted for that and made sure he's gone through the centre of the ball and there's obviously, I think with any overhead kick goal there's an element of luck about it flying in the top corner but just the willingness to get up there and try that, to run into the corner flag, I think that's the corner that the Man City fans are in as well with mm-hmm. the celebration in terms of iconic moments in the Premier League, in terms of an occasion to do it, scoring the winner like that against Man City is like dreams are made of that stuff. That's like yeah. every little kid dreams of doing that. And I've got Jack Collisar's grading scale of commentary, iconic technique, moment, etc. That definitely fits the bill. Ticks every box. Ticks every box. Does, talking about overhead kicks, a little birdie told me that um, a young Jack Collisar did that as well. Is that true? Well, I forgot about that until the guy in actual girl went in and my mum told me about it. I must have banged my head when I came down. I think it was more falling with style than a overhead kick, but... It's it's an interesting one to five you got there. For me, I've only got one of one of yours in there. Um, what? Only one. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Brody's gonna. I'm gonna disagree with you in terms of the Burkamp part. Well, again, should we get our list out first? I know, but I just can't get over that part as well. But all right, that's why it's a debate. Brody, would um, you want to go next, or you want me to go? No, I'm, I'm happy to go next. Um, so my five to one. At number five, I had um, Tony Yeboah's strike against Liverpool 
not the uh, other one against Wimbledon. Um, just in terms of, I guess I'm a sucker for a volley. Um, and that was just an absolute, you know, he, he, he thundered it in off the bar as well, which makes all goals better. Um, and he was also in my fantasy footy team that year. So I, I, th- I think maybe my judgment's coloured, but I have that at five. I don't even know if fantasy football started that long ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, then at four, I have um, Dalian Atkinson also. Mm. Um, and I, I, any one of my top four could have been one, could have been two, three or four. Um, and the Dalian Atkinson one for me is immeasurably more impressive because of the, the, the time at which it was done. So not only was it an unbelievable goal because it had skill, strength, uh, balance, finish, pace um, and umbrella celebration, but it was also on a terrible pitch. And it was at a time when defenders could literally kick lumps out of attackers without fear of retribution. And if you see that goal, you will see that they try and do that. And he rides every single tackle and then still has the presence at the end of it to just float a ball in and finish it off. And and like I say, that could quite easily have been been one, two, three or four. I have it at four. Um probably just because the other three have a little bit more glamour to them. Um, Number three for me was um, Paul Scholes. And it was his volley against Aston Villa. Um, Again, Paul Scholes, probably another one who could have had five goals in this. Um, For me, this was the most impressive just because from just Paul Scholes was the ultimate technician and this kind of showed off everything that he was about. Um, trying something, the ball was dropping from a mile in the air. Again, in off the bar, which makes it cooler. Um, but he just catches that ball so cleanly. And you know from the reaction of his teammates that they weren't surprised at how good it was, which makes me just even more in awe of the little ginger fella. So that was three for me. Um, number two was... Uh, Mr. Paolo Di Canio, um, who I was I was debating with myself whether to include him this high, um, but then I watched it back. Um, I think the finish is spectacular, but the build-up's actually decent to this goal too. <clears throat> Not only do they win the ball in an odd area, but then they switch the ball right across the field, and then Mark Vivian Foe plays a, just a delightful drifting pass into Di Canio, which just sits there begging to be spanked and uh, Paolo just obliges and and it's a sublime finish Um, and it's uh, close to top spot. But for me, top spot and really just agreeing with everything you said earlier, Jack, is the uh, Thierry Henry goal uh, because for me, that Thierry Henry goal sums up the Premier League at that time. You know, two absolute giants going head to head and here, here Thierry pulls out an un, just an unfathomable moment of skill and finish that other people wouldn't even think about doing, never mind pulling off. Um, and uh, that's why Thierry makes it to the top of my chart. And how, it was how, how did you feel when that Thierry and went goal went into you? Cried. Um, but it, it's one of those, like, back then not understanding obviously the the art of the game i was obviously devastated but now looking back and i'm like i'm definitely sure that the next day every kid in the playground was trying to do that yeah. that's well, how reason, good and iconic that goal was the re- the reason i ask is i think that's when you know it's a special goal when the other team's fans applaud it like yeah. if you watch the highlights of these goals even the opposition fans are like fair play give them a clap that's yeah. you can that's- see the reaction behind them i think it was I think it was at the was it the clock end at Highbury, yeah. Um, and a lot of the Arsenal fan the the Arsenal fans were obviously going mental, but you caught a glimpse from one of the camera angles of a few of the United fans, and even they were open mouthed at that one. Do you remember his celebration? It was the old like Budweiser commercial type where he went up to the camera with the phone in his hand. And he was like, "What's that?" That was brilliant. Um, but no, no, I think I think 
between both of you, you've got some strong, solid top fives there. And I'm just looking now and trying to put it all together. There's a few that we all agree with. There's a few that a couple of us agree with. So I'll go ahead. And I tried thinking a little bit outside the box. Number five, and it's going to be a little bit of a surprise to you both. Glenn Johnson. Glenn Johnson for Portsmouth awesome. against Hull. Yeah, I don't know if you remember it. Ball almost comes out to him, I think off a, uh, a corner or whatever it might have been. And he's, he's running pretty fast at it. Chest it down and then chest volley straight away. Swazzes it into the, the top corner. Left foot as well. Weaker foot. Yeah. And it was just unbelievable. I, I And I think Glenn Johnson could probably also be one of those underrated players. But... That goal for me, when you strike a ball one time, yeah, I think it's, again, very impressive. We've spoken about that, but similar to Henri's one where it's almost the touch sets you up for the shot and the touch has to be sometimes just as good as the shot. Andy's running probably full pace at this ball to be able to run full pace, chest it down and volley it all in one movement. I think that takes a lot of skill. So that that's what got him into my top five. Number four was an agreement with one of yours, Brody, and that was Paul Scholes' volley against Villa. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like we said, Scholes, he could have probably had numerous entries into this top 10, but it was then a toss-up, I think, between the Bradford corner kick where it comes at the edge of the box and he uh, he buries it one time oh, and this one. But then also he had he had so many good goals, Paul Scholes. Um I, I, I think I spent 20 minutes today just looking at Paul Scholes' goals. Um, then in third place, I've gone for Rooney. Not his, um, his bicycle kick. I've gone for his, uh, his goal against Newcastle. Um, a little bit of a balance of how you've said, Jack, of like the occasion. I just love of that part where he's arguing with the referee and he literally turns around to ref, hold on one second, and just smashes the ball into the goal. <laughs> And it, like, it was almost like he was telling the ball to f off, but he was so angry at that moment in time. Pretty much, he was <laughs> so pissed off with the the referee that he's literally just gone. I'm gonna take the absolute blinder out of this ball and smashes it in. And that goal just summed up for me Wayne Rooney. Like that was a typical Wayne Rooney goal, iconic United kit against Newcastle at Old Trafford. It was a great goal. Um, and then Brody. My my number two and number one is spot on. It is identical to you. Paolo Di Canio in second place. I'm second guessing myself now. No, I think pa- I remember when that Paolo Di Canio go- goal went in for years. Me and the mates were down the park trying to simulate that goal. It would be going in the bushes, in the road, in the car park, everything. That... I think that takes a lot of technique to be able to time that, not just a volley, but that, that scissor volley where you're swinging one foot, pushing the other. That takes a lot of technique, timing, and just because of who it was as well. It wasn't just your ordinary bloke from down the road. Paolo Di Canio and what a character he was. Didn't, Ryan, then, Giggs, didn't, didn't Ryan Giggs score one like almost identical? Similar, but it didn't have the, I don't yeah. think, the velocity of what Paolo Di Canio's had. Yeah, it didn't have the uh, just the touch. Just didn't have the Italian flair, did it? Yeah, no. It that Welsh flair is not the same. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, yeah, in agreement, Thierry Henry, for me, is the best goal scored in Premier League history. All right. I mean, it's 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 a debate, isn't it? Like I say, I think there's probably 10 goals that we've mentioned tonight could take that crown. Um, and it is going to be just down to opinion. Um but you know, Jack's gauging his on occasion. I'm maybe a little bit different, but for me, that that goal had it all. Like like for Jack, the the Rooney one did. It's not just the occasion for me. It's like which goal could you try a hundred times and never replicate? And I feel like the Decanio one. If you got people to knock a hundred balls over to you and have a swing at it, you might one might fly off your boot and go in. Maybe, so, but I think. Between the Atkinson goal, between the ball and the finish, you know, yeah, the diagonal. That's yeah. a that's a one in a million, you know. And uh, but I would say the same about you know Rooney's or Thierry Henry's or you know Dalian Atkinson's. The only other one that came close to Dalian Atkinson's was 
<clears throat> one that almost made my list, which was Rod Wallace's for uh, Leeds yeah. again against Wimbledon, I think. Um, that was yeah. more pace, though, wasn't it? Yeah, like, it was Atkinson's pace, one yeah. was like agile. He's was like pure power and pace. Atkinson's had it all, you know? Yeah. I think you made a good point as well with Dali. The thing that I didn't even consider with Dali and Atkinson was you just ran with the ball for 50 yards with people trying to kick the crap out of you. And then yeah, the end, and it was, having it the was... composure, the yeah. composure after that to just be like, I'm just going to dink this over the keeper is something else. And it was, you know, people who were sitting there thinking, oh, it couldn't have been that different in 92. It, it definitely was. It was notably different. They were kicking lumps uh, out of you. Oh, my goodness. It was it was a big difference. Wasn't one of the and players he ran past, Vinnie Jones? Could well have been. I mean, he did go through that area of the uh, well, You know what I mean? So, like, you're talking about getting past somebody like a Vinnie Jones who would happily kick 10 lumps out of you and to be able to do that. So he wasn't in my top 10, but like... I definitely was in my my top fifteen, um, but seeing as you both had him in, I think he's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah, my my issue with the schools goal. You talk about the other team making mistakes. The keeper was wearing sweatpants, so I think yeah, I, that that <laughs> it was a factor in my decision, um, and that has that. Funnily enough, was the reason I put the cameo ahead of it. <laughs> but uh, the thing for me for that schools goal that that beat the Bradford one is the height that the ball is dropping down at. It does come down at quite a height. And I almost looked at that and I was straight away, I thought of, you remember like the Wayne Rooney street striker when they used to try and control a ball from like 40 foot up in the air and it used to come down, let alone controlling it. This guy's volleying it into the back of the net. So for me, the height that it drops down at made that goal even better. Yeah. Well, the only other goal that I... Sorry, What's the harder technique? Van Persie's volley or that skull's volley? I think the skulls one, um, but that, the reason I think that is because I actually kind of like the technique from Van Persie's. I'm a left footer myself, and I'm much happier striking that ball that's coming across me than the one that's coming down in front of me. And the only other goal that I that that reminds me of that skulls one where it's dropping from a height, and you know you've got to tear into it first time was probably Zidane's in the Champions League final when it came down and he actually opted for that side volley, which was equally as impressive a goal for me because where that ball's coming from, you know. I think that's even more. I think the side volley is even harder to time perfectly yeah. to ping a ball like that. What a goal that was, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but all right, so then when we're looking at our top five, I think we look at... That fifth spot, I think. Well, I think we've got. I think we've got to put in who we think has to be in there. So for me, I look at my top five, and for, for me, the two that have to be in there is Thierry Henry's Arsenal against United, and Daly and Atkinson's Villa against Wimbledon. The Agreed. other three, I'm not as passionate about. But so why two... wasn't Atkinson number two then for you? Um. Because if you're just saying that he yeah. has to be in Well, like there. I said, my, my one through four were pretty interchangeable. And this debate has, uh, has got me thinking. I would agree that those two, the Henri against Man United, the Atkinson goal, both of those have to be in there. They would have to probably be my, maybe after this conversation, they would probably be my one and two, actually. But So the only yeah. thing I'm throwing in then that I think my choice of who has to be in is the Canio one as well. I think that technique is... Whenever you, whenever you've seen that technique, you said you mentioned about Giggs tried it and it was okay, but since then, you haven't really heard of it. Mm-hmm. Atkinson won. How far out was it? That, well, it was like eight yards out from goal. But I don't know. Nah, it was more than eight yards. I it think. was eight yards from the yeah. end line, but it was it was quite wide. You know, it was a tough angle. Angle was, was tight, but it wasn't like it was you know closer to the six yard line than it was the edge of the box. Yeah, but it wasn't about the. Uh... It wasn't about the power, that one. It was more the finesse, wasn't it? I would even argue the scissor wasn't even needed. Yeah, but that was to Canio, though, wasn't it? <laughs> but I think the scissor was needed because he had to hang in the air. If he'd have just let that drop, he could have smashed it over the bar. I, yeah. I, just think, I just think I go back to my point of you rarely see that technique of going. And going back to the research, we I saw so many goals of volleys outside of the box, strikes from outside of the box. Very like scores, like Sure, yeah, you could say that. But how many of Paolo Di Canio style goals have you seen? And you you spoke earlier, and I'm going to go back and use your words. Yeah. You said about unique goals. I don't think it's unique. I think the jump and the scissor 
it's just like Vicanio's flair coming out, but it's not necessarily needed to score that goal. But it's unique. It's nice that he did it, and it makes it look more attractive, and it makes it an iconic goal. Yeah. But I don't think it's needed. It's not like if he hadn't done the scissor part, he wouldn't have scored the goal. Well, we'll never know. Maybe. But it's so, I, so I'll, I'll give you the ones that I think have to be. I, I'm happy for Broad to go with Broadies two with um, the Atkinson and the Henri goals should be top five. I think the Wayne Rooney against City goal has to be top five. I'm amazed that it's if it if it wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm surprised no one's spoken more about the Burkamp goal because I think again when it comes down to since that even since that Burkamp goal went in. How many people have tried to do that in a Premier League game? Not pulled it off. How many people have even tried to do that touch? So, so for me, the, the reason it wasn't in my top five was, you know, you know I, there's obviously an, the, 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 the mastery of Dennis Bergkamp was that he did things that people didn't expect him to do. And he, he played for 10 years doing that. And I think this was one of those examples. But for me, I think he was trying something else. And when the touch took him that way, he improvised and made it good. But I don't know if when that ball was coming to him, he was thinking about doing what he ended up doing. And yeah. for me, that that's the 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 width of a thickness of a, a coat of paint that's the difference between being top five and not. And, and that's the only reason it wasn't in my top five. I, I actually like his goal against Leicester. It was yeah. just class for me. Yeah, and he scored one almost identical on the opposite foot for Holland, I think. Correct in the World Cup, yeah. yeah. Or in the Euro, yeah. Um, but my thing, so I considered that with the Burkamp one, and the more I watch the replays and watch his initial movement after the touch, the more I believe that he meant to do it. You do, because I, you know, you I, hear it'd be interesting for someone to ask him, right? Sure, and you hear of, you know, you speak to the Arsenal players, and they will tell you that Thierry Henry practiced that skill and finish before he scored the goal. I would be amazed if the Arsenal players said the same thing about Burkamp. Because for me, like I say, Burkham's genius was that he was he was like Paul Scholes. He was thinking about the game before it happened. And that was that was what he was so good at. But for me, I think that goal was a, a reaction and improvisation rather than something that he had planned. And the and the Wayne Rooney one would what's the I, I, I would be I would be very comfortable with that Wayne Rooney goal being in the top five. So it's an interesting one. I'm a I'm a believer that I don't think Burkamp is meant it to come off as it actually did come off. I feel like he's tried to knock it past him, but not to the actual accuracy of what he has done. Uh, but you look at the actual finish of it, the calm, the composure, it, very similar to his, his finish in the Leicester game. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the finish gets him in the top ten. Never mind the top five. I think it's all about the touch. But then it, it is the if you believe if you believe it was on purpose or not. I guess. I mean, it's 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 an unanswerable question, isn't it? We'll never know. Only one man knows. Exactly. And he's but... always going to say you meant it. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Um, just like how you meant to do that overhead kick, Jack, when you were twelve years old. Um, just like Cissé's cross for Newcastle. It was six. Um. <laughs> But again, I go back to uniqueness. Which goals are unique? That's my and like I, there's no bigger fan of Paul Scholes than me. Um, but that's why I find it hard to put him in the top five. Because of how, is the I can see that. You know how unique is the goal? I guess. But I just think you're right in terms of how unique it is. But that goal is Paul Scholes. Hmm. Like that volley, he's done that volley numerous times. Like the uniqueness of that being. A typical Paul Scholes goal gets him in the top five. Yeah, I think the Peter Crouch volley was a better volley. Harder angle, harder technique. I mean, fair play to Crouchy for trying it, but I think he's just touched and hoped for the best and just smashed it on target. You could even look at his reaction in celebration. He's in shock. So I don't think, I don't, I think it's a great goal, yes, in terms of the aesthetics of it, but I don't think it gets near the top 10 let alone the top five. Um, I'm happy to have Atkinson, Henri in there. I've, I'm going to go strongly with Decanio needs to be in there. I think Rooney, yeah, you're right. And I was, it was, a, again, for me, it was a toss up, the Newcastle one and the overhead kick. Mm-hmm. I think you win the argument for it being the overhead kick based on the unique, the uniqueness and also the occasion against City. So for me, I'm looking at Henri, 
the Canio, Atkinson, Rooney, and then that leaves that fifth spot open. Not in that order, but it leaves a, a room for one more. For me, it would be Skulls. In, interestingly, we don't have any... We've spent a lot of time talking about howitzers and smashed goals, and we don't have one in our top five. So maybe maybe we have to pick the best of the Thunderbolts. So a big, a big shout out that was, I think gets an honourable mention. I think I showed this one to you today, Brody, of the Stephen Reed one, of yes. how he absolutely bangs that in. I think, I, Jack, I told you too. Yeah. Um, it sounded like 180 kilometres an hour. Yeah, 189 kilometres an hour that was clocked at, which is a fairly decent strike, but uh, it's not making our top five. My honourable mention will go to an FA Cup goal. Sinclair's over a kick for QPR from outside. That would have been in this list if we'd if we'd have opened it up. Yeah, it's interesting. I think think we go. I think, like you say, Henri Atkinson, Rooney's got to be in there. I'm not for it, but you two are heavily for Dicanio, so I'm willing to. So maybe that makes number five. I mean, one goal that we've all included in our top ten was the I think was the Cantona goal. Um. Mm-hmm. And the Wilshire goal, I like a lot. It's different. It's a combination of players, not just one or two players. It's the amount of touches that had to be spot on to make the goal happen. My only issue is with that goal, you talk about the Burkamp and the CC goals have been on purpose. The one touch from Wilshire where he kind of froze his foot out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my one touch in that whole sequence where I'm like, was that on purpose? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's top five worthy. I think maybe maybe we're at the point where uh, it's a top four, not a top five, maybe. Because um, so I think yeah, have if it was four... your top four, Brody, what would be your top four then? What in terms of what we've discussed, who fits into? So we've got Henri Atkinson, Decanio. Who's the four? Rooney. I would go Henri, Rooney, Atkinson, Decanio in that order. Jack, what's your thoughts? So weirdly, even though I put Rooney as one, I'm. Happy to go on re one, and now I'm even considering putting Atkinson two and Rooney three. And then Decanio wouldn't be in my top five, but I'm happy to put him four. I think we can pick someone fifth. I'm, you know, here's the thing about this you two like the skulls more in your top five. Mm-hmm. I'm a massive Paul Skulls fan, so I'm happy to get him in there. But okay, I, that's generous. I agree with what you said, Jack, in terms of Atkinson drops down the list for me and Rooney goes in. Yes, the timeline of the and the era of Atkinson when he's gone through all those players, but the skill it takes for that bicycle kick of Rooney. So for me, it's Henri number one, Rooney, Atkinson, Skulls, Decanio. I could live with that, although I sense again you've got your red shades on there, Noodles. Nah, but like, it's one thing I would say though, in terms of having my red shades on. Mm-hmm. Garnacho, are we not talking about he's overhead kick because he's a current player? You look at all of these goals and we live down memory lane of yes, uh, yeah, it used to be good in the, in the old day and football's not the same as it was. If we're having this podcast in 20 years' time, Garnacho's probably in with a shout here. I agree. I think technically his goal was as good as Rooney's, if not maybe slightly better because he catches it cleaner. He's a little further out. It's a tougher angle and it does go top in. So, you can't knock that, but uh, again, he's 19 years old. It just happened the other night. We've got uh, we've got a wallow in it for a little bit, I think. Yeah, it's a better goal, I think, than Rooney's for sure. The the goal that like I was toying has been up there. At one moment, he was, I think, number two, and then he dropped out, was Beckham against Wimbledon. In terms of quality of goal, something different, scoring from the halfway line, iconic doesn't get much more iconic than that. Yeah, but I, the argument I'll have against that, obviously I mentioned about errors earlier, but how many times has it been done since? Probably half a dozen. Whereas better, I think better ones. Whereas, you know, let's go to the Decanio argument, the Henri argument. It, how long, how, how many times has that been done since? Do you know what I mean? It hasn't. Yeah, like I look at our top five now and to what you just said there, Brody. The Canio's goal hasn't really been replicated. Skull's goal, yeah, that you could be in for a shout if it has, but maybe you maybe look at like the Andros Townsend one as a similar one. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because it is Skulls. The Atkinson one, yeah, there has been solo runs, but you look at the the era of it, 
Rooney's bicycle kick, I think, is only outweighed by Garnacho in 20 years' time. And then Henri's little flick up and volley, especially if that was against a weaker opponent, maybe it doesn't get talked about as much, but against United, bitter rivals in that time. At that time, French... those, those two were just Goliaths, locked horns every time. And also Massive. French striker, French goalkeeper. In World Cup wins. Yeah. So... I think... My, I'm, I think we've got a top five, and, and I think, to be fair, the reason I'm convinced to put skulls in is you talked about the height of the ball coming down. Like, the, the volleys that are flying in are, you know, coming down from 10 foot. That came down from the clouds, and he pinned yeah. it in, so. I think that's the difference. I think we have a top five. Skulls one and the town's in one, you know? Yeah. Well, it's been settled. Top five has been settled. But what I would say is to all the listeners, we may have missed somebody here. Uh, if you think there's somebody who's in for a better shout in the top five or your top five, we want to hear about it. Drop it in the uh, in the socials. Drop us an email. Shoot us a text. Um, we uh, this is our perspective, but we want to hear your perspective. Um, but no, I've uh, I've enjoyed this this debate. I think there's been times where we've kind of battled against each other, but I think we're all in agreement now of that top five, and I think it's a good looking top five of the greatest goals to have been scored in the Premier League. I mean, every goal we've talked about has been an absolute classic, isn't it? Let's be honest. Run through that top five, Stu. So, in fifth spot, Paolo Di Canio's scissor for West Ham. In fourth spot, Paul Scholes' volley against Aston Villa. In third spot, Dalian Atkinson um, against Wimbledon. Second spot, Wayne Rooney's bicycle kick against Man City. And then taking it as the crown for the greatest goal ever scored in Premier League history, Thierry Henry, the ch- uh, the flick in the shot against Man United. Agreed. Interestingly, that's four of my top five are in the top five. Must have must have debated well. But this is why we brought you back on. We brought the uh, we wanted to bring on the the wise head. <laughs> It's good. I mean, definitely good conversation because I've changed my opinion on a few of these goals as the night's gone on, you know? Yeah, same. Um, but yeah, so then going into talking about goal scorers, Jack, your uh, your question for the week, can you just remind me? Yeah, so it was, there's been five players to score five goals in a Premier League game. Who are the five different players that have scored five goals in a Premier League match? I'm confident on three of these. I would be guessing on the other two. Yeah, so th- there was a lot of guesswork going into a lot of mine. Um, two of them I'm pretty co- Well, one of them I'm 100% confident of. One of them I'm pretty confident. One of them is a shot in the dark. And the other two I might need your help. So the first one that I was extremely confident was Jermaine Defoe. Correct. He, he, was, he would have been one of my guesses, but he wasn't one of my nailed on. That was against Wigan. Poor old Wigan. Um, second spot that I'm pretty confident was, and I think he did this for United, because I can just remember seeing the celebration in one of his goals, was Dimitar Berbatov. Correct. Who was that against? Fulham? Blackburn. Blackburn. Um... So now my guess is, I'm pretty sure Alan Shearer. So interestingly enough, Stu, those two were the two I didn't know. The other three I'm confident of. Maybe teamwork. this is a, uh, a comparison of uh, decades that we kind of grew up in. Uh, I mean, two of them, yeah. The, the third one is more your, your era than mine. Yeah, well, so my third guess would be Alan Shearer. I just feel like the goals that he scored... Yeah, surely he's in there with a shout. Yeah, he, he, pulled, him out. he pulled one out there. Alan Shearer and Sheffield Wednesday. So then, yeah. Brody, I'll hand it over to you to finish off the the other two. The other two, I would say, would be Andy Cole for United. Correct. I couldn't tell you who was against though. Ipswich Town. Ips was did they win? Was it nine? Nine nil. Nine nil. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, which is, I'm surprised you didn't get noodles, would be probably Sergio Aguero. Correct. Who did he do that against? Newcastle. So I'll go through them in uh, chronological order, okay? That means we're going through like a timeline, Stu. 
Yeah. So we're going to go Andy Cole, nineteen ninety-five against Ipswich, and a nine-nil win for Manchester United. Alan Shearer, nineteen ninety-nine against Sheffield Wednesday, seven-nil uh, win there. Jimmy Defoe, two thousand and nine against Wigan, nine-one uh, win for Tottenham. Dimitar Berbatov, twenty ten against Blackburn Rovers, that was a seven one win for Manchester United, and then lastly twenty fifteen Sergio Aguero against Newcastle United, um, five goals in twenty minutes. Yeah, in that match. Yeah, he I was signed half time. What a player! Mm. What a player! Well, Jack's top ten. Exactly. Um, went in there for maybe the wrong reasons, but we'll move on from that. Um, but yeah, Brody, it's been a pleasure having you on again. Uh, we really appreciate your time and coming on with your wisdom. Thank you. I, I never leave home without it. <laughs> and Jack, uh, I look forward to uh, questioning you next week with my question. Uh, hopefully the listeners, I wonder how the listeners got on with yours. Um, but from both of us, uh, we appreciate it and uh, we bid you a farewell. Farewell.